Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcasts, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to give us a rating, review, subscribe out there, you know, wherever it is that you get your podcasts so uh, people can find out uh, where they can get all this great stuff. Uh, it's next to the last week of the uh, regular season, I guess. Uh, so we've got, you know, our next to last edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck, Me and the Skinny. Giving you our weekly handicapping uh, gambling picks for college football. Let's go ahead. Welcome him on, Skin. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, got done watching uh, OU beat uh, Mizzou. Good bounce back win for them. Yeah, gosh, man, they looked bad against <laughs> Stanford the night before, man. Yeah, Stanford. And aside, Stanford's uh, actually. I was looking at. They're kind of blowing people out. Granted not great competition that they looked pretty good and and yeah. they looked awful but yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah i mean they they uh had such a hard time getting started but you know we're gonna get into our college football picks here soon enough but first off let's review uh what went down at owen field last weekend uh oklahoma raced out to a 21-0 lead looks like they cruised to the uh end of the games there and all of a sudden, TCU got right back in it. Uh, Sooners end up uh, squeaking out a 28-24 victory. You know, you watch this game and you just, I mean, it was obvious. OU was basically just handing the game in any way it could over to TCU. Um, normally you'd say, oh, okay, well, you know, that happens once, you know, I mean, whatever. Uh, but the problem is, is now it's like four straight games in a row where, you know, these mistakes that OU's, OU's making, I, they just can't stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, um, it's bizarre as a fan because, it, it, you know, I, I, you know, I think the reality is this team's about what I think, which is a, a, a really good team, but, but certainly not with the elite in college football this year. Um, but they just can't seem to to put anything together. And, and, well, shouldn't say put. They, they can't put it all together. And and like you said, I mean, you've nailed it. They 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 shoot themselves in the foot. Um, and uh, you know, th- this game was just. Well, I say <laughs> they well Baylor, I guess too. They've all been that way. But but this was really the epitomized that in every way. Yeah, I just didn't. You know, you look at it and it's kind of like, well, if they just don't turn, you know, turn it over with pretty sloppy fumbles uh, in two ca- two different cases, they're blowing these teams out, uh, which, you know, is a good sign going forward. But they've got to stop turning it over. It's just they it's like they just can't handle the prosperity, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the, the other thing I still don't get is just the, this narrative about the defense. I mean. Uh, is, is this a great defense? No, but is this just light years ahead of where they've been? Uh, to me, un- un- unquestionably. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, but mean, the narrative, they just can't get past the narrative. Yeah. Those things kind of, those kind those things, they just have a, ha- you know, a tendency to stick, I guess. It's just, I don't understand it either. You know, they basically had pretty much one, one really bad game. I guess you could say maybe two, if you want to count Iowa state, but, uh, you know, for the most part, though, they've been lights out, you know, especially when they've ne- really needed it, too. So yeah. I don't know what you do. Yeah. And the reality of this team is I, I think they're playing in a, in a pretty mediocre Big 12 this year. And I, and they're they're ta- from a talent perspective, heads and shoulders, uh, I think, above everyone else. And, uh, you know, they're good enough to overcome this for for the most part. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things where they. Uh, they, you're right. They had just have more talent, I think, than everybody else. And there are a lot of great coaches. A lot of coaches, I think, are actually doing really good jobs with their teams this year. You know, you look at Matt Rule or even Mike Gundy. But just you're right. Uh, from a player standpoint, you know, they just they just don't have it. It feels like you got a lot of coaches doing good jobs, which makes the league competitive, but not particularly strong at the top. Yeah. Exactly. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into this week's uh, picks against the spread. Uh, let's see here. We were both, I believe, 3-2 and two last week. Uh, I hit on Nebraska minus 5, uh, Tulane plus 6, Arizona State plus 14.5, missed with Indiana plus 8.5, and, and Texas plus 5.5. You had, let's see here, your winners were Notre Dame minus 19, Memphis minus 14.5, and, and I believe Illinois plus 15. Uh, mm-hmm. Missed with Washington minus fourteen and Mizzou minus four. So for the year now, you are thirty six out of sixty four for a fifty six percent winning percentage. I am at thirty four out of sixty five, which is at fifty two percent. So not much left here. Two weeks coming down to the finish line. We'll see how things finish up here. Why don't you go ahead uh, start us off this week? What's your first pick? So I, I'm looking up at the Apple Cup. Um, you know, we got Washington State going into Seattle. Uh, the Huskies are favored by seven, um, which which looks like an odd line. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but it, to me that screams take Washington State, right? And, and <laughs> you know, but I'm going to go back to the well with Washington. I, you know, outside of Eason, <laughs> who's so yeah. just a, a boatload of picks this year, I, I still think that's – one of the better teams in the Pac-12. I think they're better than Washington State. They're at home. I'll take them. Um, I'll take them uh, laying the points. Yeah, they seem to just have Wazoo's number in that game too. Um, That's the other thing. Yeah. So you wonder if Leach will ever get that turned around. But all right, um, I have got for my first one. I'm going back to the well with Big Red, Nebraska plus four and a half. I think that I was a better team than the Cornhuskers, but you know, as we saw last week, Nebraska's really making a, a move here at the end, trying to get eligible for a bowl game. Uh, they're one win away. They needed in uh, what are they calling this now? This isn't the Cyhawk. Uh, I forget exactly what they call this rivalry, but yeah, the, the one that the Big Ten is trying to manufacture. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. So. Um, you know, I'm just going basically on the situation here in Nebraska needing needing this win to get bowl eligible, uh, which is something that I think that, that program is really, uh, really looking forward to at this point. So I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll take the Cornhuskers. I'll not only take the points, but I'll take them straight up. Oh, OK. All right. Um, 
Uh, my, you want me to go my next one? Yep, what's your next you one? Know? Okay, uh, I'm looking at the Iron Bowl. Uh, Alabama going in at three-and-a-half-point favorite over Auburn. Uh, yes, I know Tua is not playing. Um, you know, and, and this is a rivalry game. But you, you never know what's going to happen. And, and again, I, I, you know, I certainly don't think Alabama is uh, the Alabama we've come to, to know under Saban, you know, the last decade. Um, but I just – I. I Auburn, and particularly that offense, just that it's so gimmicky, and, and I don't, I, I just don't think much of Bo Nix. Um, I, I think this sets up well for Alabama. I, you know, I know Auburn's defense is good, but I think Alabama with the with those receivers will put up points with any quarterback. Um, uh, so I, I just think it, the, the matchup fits fits fairly well because you know Alabama's defense isn't particularly strong, but I, I have, don't have much faith in Auburn's offense. So. A little risky here, but I'll take Alabama laying the three and a half on the road. Ooh, we've got our first disagreement. I'm actually going with Auburn. I don't feel great about it necessarily, but this is a you know this is one of those kind of situations where if Auburn isn't going to get it done now, you know, kind of like win. Uh, I love I I do love Auburn's defense. Uh, you look at how they handled LSU much better than uh, Alabama's offense or defense could. And, you know, with Tua out, Mac Jones, you know, starting in his first Iron Bowl, I, it, to me it just – everything kind of points here towards Auburn. I feel like the way the line's set up, too, it's begging you to take uh, the Crimson Tide. So I'll go ahead with the underdog here. I'll take the three and a half with the, with the Tigers. All right, I'll let you roll with that Auburn team. No, I trust me. I, it's not something I'm excited about, but I just <laughs> – it, it, was, it was too tempting for me. So uh, what's your third pick? All right, going going back to the well again here. Another team I've I've done well with this year. I'm looking at Virginia Tech going to Charlottesville against uh, Virginia. Is, is I don't know if there's any kind of uh, if this game has has a, a moniker or not. But, I believe it's um, I believe I think it's the Commonwealth Cup or something like uh, that. Okay, got it. Okay, well, in any case, um, you know Virginia Tech playing well right now. Um, have done well with them. My, you know, less than a touchdown favorite going into Virginia, um, who, you know, start out the season strong. I still don't think a whole lot about them. So I'm going to take the Hokies. So what are you getting? What are you seeing this at? Because it's bounced around a lot since I've seen I since saw it. it a few as of a few hours ago, I saw it at two and a half. I think it opened at pick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was really surprised. I was actually uh, at a at an undisclosed casino recently in the past couple of days and took a look at this one. And they, I was surprised to see that Virginia Tech had uh, moved all the way up to a two and a half point favorite. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know about that game, man. I, UVA. I don't think they've won since something like two thousand three. So, I mean, it's kind of like, God, I guess I got to win sometime, but he. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Um, all right. My next one, 
I am going with a TCU, the Horn Frogs. Uh, you know, I, it's not so much that I, I, I wasn't necessarily blown away by TCU last week. Although, uh, you know, uh, Max Duggan, I thought he really impressed me with how he, at least with how he ran the ball. Um, they can't get a lot going with their throw game, but uh, I do feel like they can, uh, you know, kind of move uh, West Virginia's defense around. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of finish out strong. West Virginia doesn't have a shot at a bowl game, so they don't have much to play for here. I'll go ahead and, and lay the 11.5 with the Horned Frogs, TCU minus 11.5. Ooh, going against Austin Kendall, huh? Like well, he's not even – I don't think he's yeah, playing. <laughs> no, no. Boy, he's got he, – yeah. Good thing for OU he left. That, 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 <laughs> that wasn't a bad deal. But More power to I'm him. Actually, yeah, this is one I'm going the other way. So you, you're going to have another chance to make up some ground on me here. Um, All right. I'm taking West Virginia 13 and a half. They, they, you're seeing 13 and a half. Plus 13 and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it at 11 and a half. Um, uh, no, you know what? You know what? We'll go with 13 and a half. You can get, I'll give them to you. Oh, you're that confident? Huh? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, West Virginia has been playing a bit better as of late. Uh, now, granted, the competition hasn't been the best, but um, I, I'm not super high on TCU. I mean, that defense is pretty good. Um, and you're right, D- Duggan acquitted himself well. Uh, weird they didn't throw to Rager more, but that's a different subject. But um, I, so – to me, 13 and a half, I, I'll take West Virginia. I think they keep it just close enough. All right. Okay. Um, let's see here. My next one, uh, I've got Kentucky minus three against Louisville. Again, this is another one. I think they might, maybe this is also the Commonwealth Cup. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, you know, the Wildcats here, to me, this is kind of just a case of, you know, I've seen Kentucky kind of navigate through what I consider to be a much tougher conference in the SEC. Uh, you know, playing at home, it, this feels like a kind of situation where you're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of people backing the underdog with Louisville, given how much respect uh, Scott Satterfield's getting there. I like the Wildcats here, though. I like their defense. I think that uh, they shut things they – sh- I think they shut Louisville down and uh, get, get a uh, – you know, I wouldn't say an easy win, but they they pull out uh, the cover in you know what could be uh, Mark Stoops's final Kentucky Louisville game. Yeah, I like that. Uh, actually, I should I should have looked that one a little harder. That's that's a good pick. All right, what do you got next? All right, I'm gonna go uh, to the Big Twelve, looking at Texas Tech going into Austin. Uh, Tech is getting ten points. Um, you know, again, this is a situation where Tech, you know, started out the year pretty slow, have been a little bit better as of late. I mean, I guess, again, I have to qualify it with, with the love of competition. And I, as I say that, they did lose to Kansas about a month ago. But, <laughs> um, you know, th- this is more just kind of fading Texas and where they are right now. Um, it, you know, it, is, and this is like a Friday 11 o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna. I mean, that stadium's gonna be half full at best. Oh, may I? May, maybe it'll be better than that. But but no one's gonna be there. There will be no atmosphere for this game. Who knows where Texas is gonna be at mentally? Uh, give me ten points with Tech, and I'll take it. Yeah, I looked really hard at this one. I just couldn't. I couldn't find an angle. Um, I just looking at Tech the past uh, few weeks. Uh, 
I haven't. I, I can't really get get on either side here. I think if I if I was gonna play it, I'd be on tech, but uh, it's just too weird for me. I that's a no bet. Um, all right, my last one here. I'm going. I'll, I'm also in the Big Twelve here. I'm taking Iowa State minus three, traveling to Kansas State. I honestly just think. I mean, I just think Iowa State's a better team, and I think that they're better than a field goal. I think that an offense like the one that Kansas State has right now where really they can't get much going through the throwing game that's the kind of thing that you know Iowa State is kind of set up to take advantage of um I'll take I'll go ahead and lay the three with the with the Cyclones here yeah I looked at that one hard as well and you know kind of come down saying I don't know I really thought Kansas State uh was going to be a little bit better after that OU game but they are just not finding their way right now yeah, you know, that was kind of a case where they 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 did have the one big edge over OU with that, you know, kind of physical running game and then yeah. you know, OU the same thing. You know, turned the ball over, just gave them so many chances. Uh so yeah, uh it you know, it's still a, I think a pretty good year one for Chris Kleiman there, but uh not uh not exactly what uh you know what what everybody thought i think after that game so yeah. you know one one thing to look at here and then i wish i had look, uh knew about this but just before we got on uh arkansas apparently has had an outbreak of the mumps on their team oh, <laughs> so you've got <laughs> they're not going to a bowl they don't have a coach and they've got the mumps like man <laughs> that 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 if there's ever been a better reason to take Missouri, which there haven't been a lot of good reasons to take Missouri this year, but that would be one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so they'll win by 50 instead of 40. Yeah, exactly. God, that Arkansas team is terrible. Whew. Um, all right. So just recapping here, you've got Washington minus seven in the apple cup. You've got Alabama minus three and a half in the Iron Bowl, Virginia Tech minus two and a half uh, at UVA, Tech plus ten, Texas Tech plus ten, pardon me, at Texas, and then West Virginia plus thirteen and a half at TCU. Um, I am taking the four and a half with Nebraska against Iowa. I'm laying it with TCU versus West Virginia, uh, laying the three with Kentucky. Lane the three with Iowa State at uh, Kansas State, and then I'm going the opposite way as you in the Iron Bowl. I've got Auburn plus three and a half, so uh, best of luck. But let's talk about uh, Bedlam. You know, this is, uh, gosh, you know, looking at it, I feel like this would set up to be a really, really good game if, uh, you know, uh, Tylen Wallace and Spencer Sanders were available for Oklahoma State, but since they're not, it's not uh, necessarily a matter of I'm dead certain that OU is going to win this game, but it just, you know, it doesn't have necessarily the same kind of uh, heavyweight feel that you might have had otherwise. No, it doesn't. It's it's too bad. And, you know, the the other piece of that is like, uh, you know, Gundy's done a pretty dang good coaching job this year. Yeah. Especially before uh, Sanders went out, I, I was starting to think they were the second best team in the league. Um, but you're right, and you know, and it, if you know, for anyone out there thinking about OU's playoff chances, it it, it doesn't help that this wins. It, you know, assuming they could get a win, uh, would have a little little asterisk by it, I guess. But but still, you know, it, it's bedlam. It's going on the road. Um, it, the way OU's played has played as of late, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, they're just so unpredictable. Um, 
But, you know, it was looking at this line that, that seems pretty thick at, what, 13 now or is yeah. it 13 and a half? I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't bet on OU, at least with real money. But, uh, man, if I did, I think I would lock up OSU. I just I have a feeling this is going to be, you know, I, I have a feeling this is the kind of game OU wins by like a touchdown or, or maybe 10. But, boy, 13 is a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm I I think that that's the side that I'd be on also at this point. Um it does but it does feel like maybe maybe this is one of those situations where they kind of want you to get on OSU, I'm not sure. Uh but, you know, part of the thing here too though is that you know, OU still gives up a lot of explosive plays in the running game and with Chuba Hubbard on the other side. Yeah. You know, tough to think that OU's going to have a ton of success just shutting him down. Um, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Um, it doesn't sound like uh, you know Drew Brown was doing a whole lot in the passing game. I don't think he was necessarily bad, but just you know they weren't they weren't asking him to do a whole lot. Um, you know, if he can figure out a way to get get something going down the field there, but you know OSU's receiving core has been just decimated. You know, without Wallace and. Uh, you know, maybe they find, figure out something going to the tight end or something like that. But uh, you know, I it it could be a situation though where where OSU just has a lot of trouble moving the ball. I'm not. I think that the uh, I think that the total in this game is up near seventy. If I if I'm not I'm not sure, but I think so. I think I'd be looking maybe maybe the under is the play here. Yeah, that that could be. I could see that. I I, I just you know with OU it's it's so weird because. You know, again, by any standards, they have. A, I mean, they have the best, statistically, the best offense in the country, right? I was, and, but I just don't feel like their offense, like something, just doesn't click. And I, you know, beyond just the turnovers, uh, or or maybe it's hard to click with the turnovers. I don't. Maybe that's the problem again. But just if you were to ask me, I, I mean, and maybe it's because I'm spoiled by the last few years, but. I just don't feel like this is a great offense. Am I am I crazy? Well, it's just it's a lot different. I mean, you know, the the thing is is they ran for nearly 400 yards on on TCU. I mean, that is incredible when you when you stop to think about how given how well TCU's defense plays. But yeah. The turnovers and, you know, they they're still just not hitting on the deep throws, you know. It, yep. It's yep. they Hertz has never gotten right there, um, and he's he can make a lot of a lot of different throws, but when it comes to those, he's he just doesn't have the same touch that Murray and Mayfield had, you know. Which uh, that that's no sin, but at the same time, you know, he's he's overthrowing open guys left and right, and it's just it makes it hard to uh, really you know, have a lot of confidence in his ability to stretch things. It, it comes down more to, you know, quick hitters and then letting guys like uh, Rambo and, and uh, C.D. Lamb kind of break things open on their own, you know? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, all right. Well, uh, Skin, uh, are you going to at least get to watch Bedlam? I, I am, yes, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, you know, the, the nighttime kickoffs. So uh, that's the, yep. you know what, that's the other thing. Is it just me, or is OU's footing, like, at Owen Field, has it been terrible the past few games? Like, they've got guys slipping and sliding all over the place. CeeDee Lamb slipped on that interception return for TCU. Like, 
they got to get the field the the field maintenance guys and the equipment staff or whatever on the same page <laughs> because man that was hard to watch there was another time when uh Hertz was rolling out on a fourth down attempt and just slipped and fell down it just yeah anyway all right man well uh well happy thanksgiving best of luck to you and thanks uh for joining us man yeah we'll see uh we'll see what happens this week and uh look forward to joining you next week all right thanks again to the skinny for joining us and thanks to y'all for joining us too everybody enjoy your thanksgiving and like i mentioned if you don't mind throwing us a uh, rating review and hitting that subscribe button that would be much appreciated for the blaine homerson podcast i'm alan kenny take it easy